Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Camp Final Girls. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week. Hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) I sound so sensual. You're like, hello. (laughs) Hello, hi. This is 1 800 Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. That reminds me of the 90s. I know. You know, back when you were my age. Yes. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wait, how old were you in the 90s? You were like a teenager, huh? Uh, yes, I was. Because I was, like, just born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yourself. Gosh, you're making me feel old. <laughs> you are old. It's an, I'm never going to let you forget how old you are. <laughs> I know. Just wait until you get into your 30s. I know, and then you'll be in your 40s. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you'll be so old. And then I'm going to be so 50. Weird all decrepit oh my god and i'm gonna barely be in my 40s living your life <laughs> so weird to think about i don't know i guess that um either i'm super mature or you're super immature because <laughs> we just like ever since i like met you we just like clicked so well and i was like that's so weird because she's like some old lady that like my friend was like she's cool let's hang out with her and then the very first time we met I just got wasted I know that was my birthday that was so funny I was like the very first time I met you you're probably like damn she probably drinks like this all the time and it's Mm -hmm. no because that girl we used to be friends with she was an alcohol pusher yeah I'm sure like really bad yeah it was bad crazy <laughs> but I'm so excited that it's your week because I could just sit back and relax and listen to you talk and then not have to edit it because that's what I've been doing for the past three weeks plus a break week mm-hmm. so yeah but I'm gonna Lucky start researching you. my case tonight because I already know what I want to do and it's I'm definitely doing a hunting oh yeah I already know my case because I was going to originally do that one, but then I decided to change it up a bit um, just because I was really tired today. <laughs> and I, I know, I can't believe you've had, a, you've had a month <laughs> and you did your research today. <laughs> I know. That's like, I could just picture you in high school just being the worst yeah. procrastinator ever. I was, I was like that in college too. I'd be like, oh my <laughs> God, it's due today. Just type, 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 type. <laughs> Gosh, but so I still bad. got A's and B's. So it's because they didn't realize it was all just plagiarized. Yeah, pretty much. They're like, this sounds like <laughs> this sounds familiar. Um uh, yeah, so like <laughs> Shakespeare wrote this, and then it's literally Shakespeare. <laughs> hey, no. Some of the was my stuff. Some of it. Most of it. So you admit no. that you plagiarized. I didn't, I would never plagiarize. Just change it into that's, your own words. That's what I feel like you do for this podcast. <laughs> You're like, how'd you know? How'd you know? No, that's not true because then I cite it. Plagiarism at its finest. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, don't try to get me arrested. <laughs> You're going to get arrested one day for something. I mean, you already have. <laughs> don't remind me that was She's the worst such a day criminal my- you guys <laughs> breaking the law it was the worst day of my life it was horrible no I don't think it was the worst day of your life because you continue to put yourself in those situations so I don't know about that okay it was one of it was a horrible experience there you go okay you didn't love it no <laughs> everybody's was, probably like the why best. the fuck did she go to jail <laughs> Because I beat Chelsea's ass. I'm just kidding. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> I would rock you so hard. You'd be like, wow, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I'd probably wake up and be like, where am I? 
Don't worry, guys. I won't actually beat her unless she comes at me first. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I decided to do a cryptid this time. Oh, yeah. I forgot you told me that. Yes. um, I thought it was something different. It is. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's Bloody Mary. Oh, God. No. Uh, No, I. (laughs) No, ma'am. Big so close ish the yeti no <laughs> chupacabra oh wait you i already did that, that one <laughs> i'll let you guess no just don't <laughs> okay you're like gonna uh, name dracula like, oh. no you're gonna name like 20 of them before you guess it the banshee <laughs> no although that was one that was pretty interesting to me that was yeah that one is interesting because i've seen like um ghost hunter shows where they go to like um ireland and stuff where that originated mm-hmm. yeah or was it scotland i don't know anyways i'm not sure so anyway my cryptid is with the wendigo oh yeah like native american mm-hmm. i know this because of well guess what supernatural supernatural yeah <laughs> ow, ow. <laughs> yes so uh, for anyone that doesn't know, a Wendigo translates to evil spirit that devours mankind. Yeah. It, it's also known as like an amorphous spirit that can take on many different forms. Um, the Wendigo is a mythical, mythological creature, part of the Algon, Algonquin, Algonquian? Oh gosh. Sorry. <laughs> She's so wrong about you know what you know what's funny is that i even looked it up and then i say it wrong <laughs> that's a uh, procrastination at its finest <laughs> i literally kept saying i'm like okay i got it <laughs> obviously not <laughs> no. so it's part of the algonquian legend that speaks of an evil spirit that could possess the minds of men mad with grief and despair driving them to commit gruesome acts of murder and cannibalism mm, that just sounds like you're making an excuse for being evil <laughs> you know what I, I was just possessed with grief sorry yeah <laughs> sorry i'm just i'm so you. sad but i'm just gonna eat you <laughs> okay, so, the, <laughs> so this yeah. dates back to the 18th century so um, the 1700s yes uh, it's a Native American folklore. Uh, the story of the Wendigo originated from a tale which a hunter becomes lost during a cold and brutal winter. He becomes extremely hungry, and this drove him to become cannibalistic. After feeding on another human's flesh, what he tra- human? It doesn't say. Oh, this okay. is just like the legend. Um, it doesn't say like who the guy is or... Um, although I have two stories that are like this, but it's not where it originated. This is just the original story. Um, so he, after he eats the human flesh, he transformed into a crazed man beast that roamed the forest in search of more people to feed on. Uh, that sounds like my ex. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the one. Yes. Sounds like a lot of exes, actually. (laughs) I know a very specific man. He's definitely a Wendigo, Wendago, Wendwagwo. Wendigo. That's not how you say it. Wendigo? <laughs> no. Okay, Mr. Scholar. <laughs> it's just because it's supernatural. <laughs> oh. Well, then maybe we'll look it up. Uh, so some say it's similar to Bigfoot. Others say it's more like a werewolf. Um. A Wendigo is more of a cold weather creature, and most of the sightings have been reported in the Canadian region along. How is it Native American then? Because um, Canadians aren't even American. Because that's where (laughs) that's where the Algonquian Native. Then they're not Native Americans if they're in Canada. They're indigenous. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's part of it. In the continental U.S. Sure. I don't think Canada's North America. Up. It's North American. You Hello. You said Canada, though. Yeah, that's not America. North, Ameri- it's Can- North America. That's the United States. No, it's not. Canada's part of North America. 
But it's not American. But it's North America. It's America. <laughs> Do I have she's to go ye- over there and she's slap yelling you? at me, guys? <laughs> <laughs> look at this woman. She's making me look dumb, like always. <laughs> I'm not making you look what you already are. Oh, shut your face. <laughs> okay, sorry. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Go. I am right. You're probably just drunk <laughs> or high. And a little high. <laughs> I'm just like, out because it's not, not even real. America. <laughs> North America. <laughs> anyway, rude. <laughs> I just didn't think if you were outside of America, you could be considered a, a, a North a Native American because then you're saying people in Mexico can be considered Native American because they're, they're South American. Yeah, but it's not Native American. That's only in America. Okay, would you rather me say indigenous? <laughs> okay, I'm going to say indigenous because this woman is very picky with what I say, apparently. So anytime I, I see it, North America, or North, now I don't even know what I'm talking about. You're mixing me up. Let me finish my story. Okay, go. Continue. Okay. So a Wendigo is more of a cold weather creature, and most of the sightings have been reported in the Canadian region, along with some of the colder climate states, such as Minnesota. So oh, in America Minnesota, too. yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> it's like, did you ever watch, um, uh, what was that show called? Fargo? No. Oh, they were in Minnesota. Is it a good show? Yeah, it's a really good show. Oh, well, Billy Bob Thornton. Is in the first season. Oh, interesting. Okay. (laughs) Come back to this story. (laughs) In the turn of the 20th century, the Algonquian tribes have blamed many unsolved people disappearances on the Wendigo attacks, also calling it the spirit of lonely places. Why is Canada so lonely? I don't know. Maybe because there's a lot of forest. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe I'm going to go take you to the forest and leave you there with a Wendigo. <laughs> and then I'll probably be in the next Twilight. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> You'll transform. Perfect. So what does the Wendigo look like? A Wendigo has been described at being, as being around 15 feet tall with glowing eyes that are pulled back into its head with long fangs, sharp protruding claws, a long tongue, antlers yellowish skin that looks emaciated although there are very uh varying descriptions as well that does sound like my ex (laughs) (laughs) yellowish skin and glowing eyes on that tongue too i remember (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) he feeds on the humans (laughs) <laughs> he, he fed maybe maybe that explains why you turned into one a human no a wendigo no i'm an alien oh okay <laughs> he turned you into an alien too yeah he's so, like you know what you're from outer space bye <laughs> okay so <laughs> um So being that a Wendigo has such an insatiable appetite and no matter what, it is never satisfied with their cannibalistic urges. That's like me after too much wine. (laughs) (laughs) You become cannibalistic? I'm like, this isn't enough food. I'll just eat I need more. (laughs) They always seem to be hungry and they become extremely obsessed with hunting new victims to feed that hunger. Do they eat every part, including the bones? Um, I'm not sure. It doesn't say. I think they or, just eat the flesh. Okay. And, but they like the um, intestines and skin and heart, blood, blood vessels. I would assume so. They're, they're hungry. So they're going to eat it all. Except for the bones. They're going to lick the bones. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, so other descriptions of the Wendigo, according to the legends of the Nahani Valley, the writer of the Manateus, sure. Just a bunch of words you can't (laughs) pronounce. 
Uh, Basil H. Johnson once described the Wendigo as gaunt to the point of emaciation. It's gaunt. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what know. does emaciation mean? Emaciated, like skin yeah. and bones. Like you can you can see like their bones through their skin. Oh, so gaunt is the same thing. Sure, probably. <laughs> Got to the point of emaciation. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's desiccated skin pulled tightly over. <laughs> I'm I'm reading <laughs> what it means. means. Desiccation. I'm just what does that mean? I don't. It's pulled tightly over its bones. What? Oh my God, woman! Do I have to look this up for you? I just don't know any of these words you're using, and I'm an English major. Well, maybe you should if you're an English major. It means That's why you need to learn me having right all of the moisture removed, dried out. <laughs> That's what I was picturing. So I'm okay. glad that I'm smart. Yes. <laughs> so it's pulled tightly over its bones with its yep. bones pushing out over its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death. Its eyes pushed back deep into the sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently discern disinterred from the grave turd dis disinterred wait <laughs> Disin- i don't know what that word well, is. i don't know where you got any of these words from but this I'm is glad. how he's dis- <laughs> no this he? is i said the writer of the 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 manatitius basil <laughs> johnson this is how he's described basil. it basil ah, basil basil Basil. He is a writer. Basil. basil, probably basil. <laughs> this is a hilarious episode. Keep going, please. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, maybe it'll make people laugh. <laughs> so keep them uh, continuing to listen. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, he he looks basically like he came out of the grave. His okay. lips it were tattered like and bloody. Yeah. Unclean Ew. and suffering decomposition. Oh, wait. Sounds just like a big butt. Hold on. <laughs> I what? skipped a sentence. Oh. <laughs> okay. Unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh. The Ew. Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. Yeah. So Basil is a native author and ethnographer uh-huh yes so that's why his <laughs> words are so intellectual. um is that the person that's in court writing down everything everybody's saying <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know anything. no <laughs> i wanted to know what he did for a living this basil basil darling um the scientific description of the customs of individual peoples and cultures. So he studies it. Wait, then what is it? What are those people called in the courts? Stenographer? Wow, you're so smart. <laughs> Ethnographer? Yeah, that's what he is. About ethnicities? Yes. Their okay. cultures. Yes. And a, and, and a Wendigo is one of those? <clears throat> Yeah, it's part of the Native American or the indigenous culture of Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, got it. Okay, well, there's another one. Oh, no, great. Another. You're going to be like, what is that? What? (laughs) You're going to be like, I don't know. That's what he did done said. (laughs) Actually, I might know by just looking at what it is. Okay. 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 Another description came from Nathan Carlson, a ethno ethno historian. Historian. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I, I believe. Say, what's a historian? Is he like hysterical about everything? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, oh my God, there's Wendigos out there. <laughs> like you need to stop being so hysterical i can't i'm not hysterical ethno historian (laughs) oh 
he describes it as being large with uh, sharp claws and massive eyes like an owl. Oh, few- that's scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a few other people describe the Wendigo as being skeleton-like figure with ash-toned skin. So they, there's like two different, ash-toned and yellow. So I don't know. Could be it. It's either you're infected or you're just fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Wait, like so I, does a Wendigo like transform into its thing and then it goes back into looking normal? Uh, no, I think it stays that way. Oh, okay. Because you were describing it as like a werewolf, so I didn't know if they like changed. Well, the, no, I think that that's just what, how they stay once they're like that. Because I think Except it starts... Except for in Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't remember that one. I've seen that. I do. I remember. Okay, well. <laughs> well, I actually bring that up a little bit later so you can kind of talk about it, like what okay. you know from, from that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, they their descriptions just vary um, from different people, but basically the same, like s- skin and bones. That's what um, I'm thriving for, diet and <laughs> <laughs> I want to look, what, it, what, it, what word did you use? Uh, which Crusty? one? Crusty. Desiccated. Or emaciated. Some guys, oh man, that girl looks desiccated. <laughs> I like that emaciation. God. Okay, so along with the varying descriptions of the Wendigo, there's also varying stories of their speed and agility. Some may say that they're unusually fast and can endure walking for long periods of time. How? When they have no muscles. I don't know. <laughs> that, there, there's another. Those bones will grind on those bones. I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. Maybe the way, I don't know, like how they can be fast, but. Yep. They have no muscle. Yeah. I don't know. I picture like if I was skin and bones, I'd just picture like my bones grinding on each other. And then my skin getting caught when the bones are grinding. But they're these like weird creatures. So like who knows like what they can and especially since they're they they're used to cold weather. You know, so they're <laughs> calm down, they're not real. <laughs> they are real. I saw one. I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> I wish we had this conversation a couple of minutes ago about <laughs> attracting dudes. <laughs> okay. So They may also say that they walk in more of a haggard manner as if they're falling apart and speed speed may not be necessary for a monster like this. Although being hunted by a Wendigo would be terrifying, of course. Some have of course, (laughs) some have said the most terrifying thing that they're able to do is mimic human voices. To lure yep. people in and draw yep. them for ci- from civilization in order to capture them. Like, Once Sarah, get over here, Sarah. <laughs> it's all Dean. <laughs> it's not Dean. It's a windicum. <laughs> oh wait, no, I'm thinking of a skinwalker. I think. Mm um so once he gets them alone in the wilderness he attacks them and eats them once they get into another person's head this is when he's able to turn them into a wendigo as well as instilling the hunger and lust for human flesh Mm, just like dracula yep So there was actually a really infamous high-profile case in Western Canada, and this is the story of Swift Runner. He was a Native American man, and he was a Plain Cree trapper. What? That, Plain Cree? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and what's a trapper? <laughs> like a hunter, but only he traps? Yeah, he's a trapper. Is that really what a trapper means? Yep. <laughs> You're just guessing. <laughs> you know, I just got hung up on playing crew trapper. <laughs> um. What does it 
doesn't even mean anything. I don't really know. That's kind of weird. <laughs> it says Cree hunter and trapper. That's just the same words, but in a di- different sentence. I know. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to Mr. Swift. Mm. Taylor um, Swift's dad. <laughs> he was a plain Cree trapper. <laughs> so he actually murdered and ate his whole family. In that's the just win- Satan. <laughs> Well, that's what some people say, like he's a demon or something. Yeah. Or not him, him, but like just Uh, people who are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's what it's, what it is. It's Wendigo. Wendigo. And you're saying Wendigo. When I like Wendigo. Wendigo. Okay. (laughs) Proper. (laughs) Um, Sorry for pronouncing things. (laughs) uh so this happened in 1879 in the winter so this was during um salem witch trials yes and i'm gonna bring that up too um so he was arrested about 25 miles from the hudson's bay company outpost stocked with emergency supplies and because of this crime he was believed to be possessed by the wendigo after he confessed swift runner was hanged in fort sass Saskatchewan. Oh, Saskatchewan. Yes. Yeah, there you go. For his crimes. They were also some cases that the spirit may have possessed others stretching in communities from Quebec to the Rockies. Many of these stories were similar to Swift Runner. So uh, the Wendigo is also said to exist somewhere around Fort Kent. That goes back around 100 years ago. So this is the other story um, about Thomas Burton. He was a young doctor that arrived in Fort Kent from England in 1921. He does not sound Native American. He's not. He's from England. England. So he's a doctor that comes because... What type of doctor? A doctor. (laughs) In the 1920s. He's just a doctor. (laughs) <laughs> you think that heart surgeons were anything in the 1920s i don't think they would have said surgeon he's just a regular doctor like a general practice yes so he comes to this small home <coughs> community he came there with his wife to fight an outbreak of smallpox that had befallen this small community coming from possibly the backs of rats how yeah, lovely that's because on like slave trade sh- ships, they would get on there and come mm-hmm. to America from England because England had a huge problem with that. So he brought that. Probably. He's like, it was all me. I'm coming to fight it and I brought it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like cheating because he like already knows what he brought, you know? Mm-hmm. So he actually was hoping that leaving England would help him forget all the memories from World War One. Doubt it. Um, <laughs> In the beginning, though, Thomas had been very successful in the fight from the disease, and the townspeople embraced him and his wife as being miracle workers. But suddenly, the disease began to spread and become uncontrollable. Thomas was overwhelmed by all of the sick and dying not long after his wife became ill and succumbed to the sickness. So after he lost his wife, Thomas locked himself in his house with his wife's deceased body. Yeah. And in the days following, he became mad with grief. And according to the legend, he was possessed by the Wendigo while under the possession of the spirit. He began to eat his wife's flesh. Okay. But how long had it been when he decided to eat her? Because like the longer she's there, the more decompose she is and the more gross it becomes um it doesn't say how long he locked himself it says just uh days following oh just a few days yeah so it wasn't (laughs) long so after he was finished eating his wife thomas turned i would eat you you would eat me 
Uh-huh. If you died <laughs> in my room and I couldn't do anything about it, I would just eat you. You can eat my butt first. <laughs> that no, was a lot of me. Saving that for last. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't eat my boobs because they're fake, so. I'll eat around. Is it around it? Okay. So after he ate his I wife. Love our love. <laughs> Don't worry about it, guys. We can't even touch each other right now. <laughs> so sad. June. At the end of June. <laughs> and then we'll have an in-person one, guys. Back to Thomas. <laughs> After he finished eating his wife for the 10th time. <laughs> he ate her 10 times? Oh my God, I'm saying because <laughs> I said that 10 times. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, so he turned his attention to the residents of Fort Kent and began a killing spree for the next three days. This is said to be some of the grisliest murders in the Canadian history. By the end of the third day, Thomas would disappear into the woods around the Fort Wait, Kent so area. This is like a real thing that happened. Legend. It's all legend. So it's not real. It could be. No, but it either is or it isn't if it's the worst in Canadian history. That's history. History it's is. It's believed it's to be true. Yeah, this is believed to be true. So it's not. It is. It can't be believed. It has to be. It just is. It is true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. So he was never seen or heard from again after he disappeared into the woods. So after he ate how many people? I'm gonna get to that. Okay. So when Thomas and his wife arrived in Fort Kent, there was 150 people. After Thomas That's left, such a small town. Imagine how many how much incest there was. Oh. <laughs> Why gotta be so dirty? Because there's only 150. Well, I mean, like, there was a lot of incest. That almost happens here, and there's only a million people in Albuquerque. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's happened like back then many times because oh, yeah, there wasn't because very many people. That's our ancestors. Yeah. We were just incest. It's <laughs> probably why you look funny. That's like that. Uh, um, our father. Well, I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Oh, okay. So, um, after he left, um, there was only eleven people remaining. So. That's definitely incest. <laughs> <laughs> after that, yeah, eleven of them. They're all well. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Whether you believe a, a Wendigo, Wendigo exists or not, uh-huh. this seems to be just another scary tale, although it has historical significance for indigenous communities. The legend of the Wendigo is also associated with real life issues such as greed, selfishness, and violence. The Wendigo. Yeah, there's also like been um, things where, like, if you eat human flesh, then it can make you crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. It like poisons your brain. Yeah. Because we're yeah. not supposed to do it. And then the, I I believe it could exist, but not to the extent of antlers. No, it, and it's, like... no it's probably like a disease where they're like, yeah. a person goes crazy, eats somebody, and then keeps wanting to eat people because it, it makes your brain like fucked mm-hmm. up, you know? Yeah, like a zombie almost. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't... I don't know how much I believe. Um, I don't believe it at all. Is what I'm I saying. mean, I believe creature, <laughs> weird creatures exist, but I don't feel like it came like from what? a human. Do you believe in some of those cryptids out there? Possibly the chupacabra, but I think it's it was more... literally you literally came to the conclusion that someone no, who saw alien made it up. Alien? Yeah. No, alien I'm versus saying like it could be. It could be something like that. I mean, I don't know. It was like a weird looking thing. So I don't know. Anyway, back to this <laughs> one. Um, so the legend of the Wendigo is also, I already said that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> It's my fault. It is. I'm like, I'm like, when it's my turn, you don't say shit. So I'm just like, talking. You're just like, 
Hmm. See, I'm nice and I don't like to interrupt in the middle of a sentence. So (laughs) (laughs) no, you'll be like, you'll, you pause for dramatic effect all the time. And that's when I fill the space. (laughs) Okay. Did you find where you're at? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The Wendigo is known for the symbol of gluttony and the image of excess. Another idea written by the native author, Basil. If they eat so much, um, how are they so skinny? Because they can't, um, what do you call it? They have that just insatiable hunger, so they're constantly needing it. So it's, I think whatever's done with their body, it's just constantly like. Like a tapeworm. Yeah, basically. That's <laughs> it's just tapeworm, I think. guys. I've solved it. Yeah, there you go. They have tapeworms, so they constantly have to eat humans. Yep, makes sense. So another idea written from Basil is the idea that turning into a Wendigo is a real possibility when the word refers to self-destruction rather than becoming a monster in the woods. So I think that's more of what I believe. Like they could come become crazed, but turning into a creature... I, I don't think a human at least cannot turn into a creature. I feel like the, there are weird Unless creatures. Unless they're bit by a radioactive spider. Maybe. And he becomes Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I believe Spider-Man exists. So, you know. Don't yeah, he definitely exists. Like, have <laughs> you seen those paparazzi in New York? Yeah. They catch him all the time. <laughs> so in the book, Rewriting Apocalypse in Canadian Fiction, Wendigo's stories once were once viewed as an illustration of the violent, primitive nature of the very people telling those stories. These stories. So Native Americans were like eating each other's? Probably. Well, yeah, that's what happened with the Swift Runner guy. He was indigenous. Yeah, but Thomas Brady was. um, Thomas Thomas Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady. He was from England. Yeah, but he was the doctor. But he was in like their community. But he's so. the one that ate. Yeah. And he was English. I know, but he was another person too. But it wasn't Native American. He was in the Native American community. He was in so America. They... Canada. He was in Canada, woman. Canada. But they're or the ones who are Minnesota. Te- <laughs> Minnesota. No, they're the ones telling the story, though. This is their myth and legend. Yeah, but an Englishman? I don't know, be like, us Native Americans. Because think about it. How do do Native Americans feel about people, like, that are coming into their... that's too deep. Don't ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Don't ask me that if I'm indigenous. Well, see, this is when I come back. This is what I'm going to read back to us. (laughs) (laughs) So these stories may represent the indigenous people's response to the horrific violence unleashed on them by non-natives. Many anthropologists believe that the concept of a Wendigo only developed after the native people had contact with the Europeans. So this is what I was saying is with the Europeans. Yeah. They just had a negative view of them. So they made stories or, but did, I mean, I don't um, know if they're real or not, but either way, they created the story. Or it's you don't true. know if I mean, the Native Americans are real? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, the story of the Wendigo. Like the whole story of him eating his family or his wife. and Wait, I thought you said it was real. It's a legend. That means it's not real. It means it could be real, but no people most likely. Well, yeah, because it was the 1800s. How they had news in a small community of 150 people. Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) Not if it's Native American. Not if it's only 11 people at the end. Yeah, who they passing the news to each other? Like, here's the news. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know the news. I'm the one of the 11 people who live here. So uh, some of the stories of the Wendigo may be linked to stress Native American communities felt, especially leading up to such accusations that may even be comparable to the fear that preceded the Salem witch trials. 
So although most of their stress may be due to the dwindling amount of resources, not to mention the extermination of food in the area, this caused them to have fear of starvation. The majority of the Wendigo sightings supposedly happened between the 1800s and 1920s. Not many reports of this creature have surfaced 1920s. since. 1920s? Mm-hmm. All the way to when they were doing like the rockabilly stuff. They're like, a goes outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. So <laughs> not many reports of this creature have sur- surfaced since that time. Every once in a great while, there may be a sighting, but most recently there was one in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it was the cause of COVID. There were mysterious howls in the Canadian wilderness that led some people to believe whether... They were from the Wendigo, a hiker oh, that no. was there. It was yeah. all just a wolf. <laughs> He's like, well, it's just me, guys. <laughs> hello. I'm no, saying hello to That's you. not one thing from the 1920s. <laughs> just it. it came back. Um, so a hiker actually said that they have heard many different animal sounds, but it didn't sound like anything that they've ever heard before. Well, so. that doesn't mean anything, Josh. You're not special. <laughs> you haven't heard all of the sounds. <laughs> well, that that's what another uh, podcaster said. There's such a big forest out there that no one can possibly, you know, explore it all. So there's probably um, unless creature... you're like Jane Goodall. <laughs> there's no possible way that anyone can explore. Bear girls. No. He can't even explore it all. There's, there's, <laughs> I bet you anything, there's animals that we have never heard of or seen. Of. seen. <laughs> Maybe in the ocean. I don't know about the forest. Yeah, the forest too. I Unless they're interdimensional creatures. Maybe. You never know. Because why is you never know what this world has? All blurry. <laughs> it's He's blurry. coming from another place. They're like, whoa, this is 2021 and my pictures are still blurry of you, <laughs> and that And that's just the texture of his skin this whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the Wendigo has come up in pop culture on TV shows such as Supernatural, Grim, Charmed, but most recently the movie Antlers. Have you seen oh, Antlers? Yeah. 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 That's like really disturbing. Yes, it's okay. crazy. Like, I don't even like. I thought it was a really good movie, but it's crazy. Like to think that people believe that a creature like that exists. You know? Yeah, it's just too weird. I feel like it's more of a spirit or a curse. I don't think it's them turning into that animal. No, I think it's a fucking brain disease. Mm-hmm. So you can describe like what they showed the Wendigo in the Supernatural. Well, I mean, I remember it was like one of, at the very beginning of Supernatural in season one, it was like the guy's skin was just coming off in pieces mm-hmm. and he like was eating the raw steak out of the fridge and he was like really scary. I remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I think and so. He, mm-hmm. he was like married or something and sh- they were like weirded out because he... Oh, because he was into... eating the ground meat from the fridge? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I kind of remember that one. They actually had Wendigos in Supernatural a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Because I remember them calling in the woods, like, uh, using, like, Sam or Dean's voice. And they would be like, wait, what? <laughs> it was just the Wendigo the whole time. So, The Antlers is a new movie that came out last year. And for those that haven't seen it, I'm not going to do too much spoilers, but... There's a little boy who seems a little troubled in school and his teacher is like very concerned about him. And then she notices like him drawing very dark creatures or pictures, just, you know, it's very concerning to her. So she starts to look into his family life and she just finds like this chilling secret about him and his family. So the boy's father uh, was basically bitten by a Wendigo and ate his friend and him and his younger son turn into one and then it kind of like intertwines from there so it's a pretty crazy movie i think you guys should really check it out um but yeah and so- check out supernatural but it will engulf your entire life 
because yeah. there's so many seasons so many seasons such a good show I definitely yeah. recommend it I literally watched all of them like last year so good <laughs> there's also some lakes named after the beast including Lake Windigo in Minnesota and Windigo Lake in Wisconsin those that do still believe the physical manifestation of the Windigo may exist in the woods somewhere that underneath that flesh-eating demon spirit, there is still a human being that was once the hungry hunter. And hungry, that hungry hippo. is my story. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think that there is a weird creature like that? Or do you think it's just no, more No, I of... think it's just like a brain disease where you mm-hmm. either, like something happens where it's either tragic or you actually get poisoned by something and you crave human flesh and then mm-hmm. eating human flesh just makes you more crazy. That's what I think it is. There was actually a movie that I saw that he he had these girls, like he would take pieces of them. Twilight. No, no, no. He would cut <laughs> off, he would cut off pieces and they would still be alive and he would eat them. And he would sell their body parts to people. It was a oh, pretty crazy. The- Fuck yeah. are you watching? It was a weird movie. Like, this is almost the same thing, although he wasn't a Wendigo. He was just a human, like, regular person. But he found that human, like, meat was, like, a delicacy. Ew. Yeah, it was really weird. Although it was a good movie, it was strange. Like, he cut this girl's butt. And, like, um, so she had to, like, crawl. But she already had no, not a big butt. So it was, like, made it even, like, flatter. Imagine if they had your butt. <laughs> they would <laughs> devour it. For days and days. I'm like, no, oh, this is a roast beast. Yeah, but um, nothing like nothing crazed happened to them. But I think they ate it with other things. They didn't Ew. just eat that. Yeah, yes. and he, this girl, like, she basically forced herself to eat it. But then, like, after she was done, she went and threw it up just so she can kind of get gain his trust, so she can escape. No. Yeah, I'll have to figure out what what the name of that movie is and then I'll tell you have to watch it it's pretty crazy that sounds so Alicia <laughs> psychological thrillers I do oh. that's why I think that. <laughs> she's like oh I love eating people this is I good do. oh my god I love it <laughs> so gross guys sorry no I don't I don't believe a creature like that exists uh, although I do believe weird creatures do exist but I don't think it formed from a human but I do agree I think it do you think it forms from an alien oh my gosh no I think it's just people just kind of creating stories like almost like the story train but you said you believe that story creatures do exist yeah weird creatures but not that came from humans well what kind of that came from where aliens just a no just like a regular creature like a dog or a cat but it's like the fucking yeti <laughs> yeah like something You're like so that weird. no i'm serious i think that like no, weird Mothman stuff man is like as normal as a dog yes it's he is. <laughs> he should be a household pack guys <laughs> <laughs> just have your mothman in the corner your yeti in another make sure they don't share water <laughs> they will not be happy <laughs> it's um... so weird <laughs> Well, anyway, I thought it was a good one. <laughs> it was very good, very good. I think it's crazy how they really believe in these spirits. And it's, I find it interesting, like, where it stemmed from, you know? Well, just I think picture that- when, like, when you haven't developed a lot psychologically, like, any in any kind of way structurally like you're still in the dark ages of stuff and like you see things or hear things and it's unexplainable and it's like you like today you don't have the news or pictures or videos to be like nope that's wrong this is what it is mm-hmm. and you just had to like listen to stories that elders were telling or whatever you just had I to feel like-, like it would be more imaginative imaginative if we didn't have like pictures and social media and the internet well yeah but then again like things that we watch are like you're like whoa how did they come up with that crap yeah that's true it's hard it's hard because I feel like I think 
you would believe more if we didn't have any of this stuff well yeah but we would all like imagine if you're back in the day and you don't have picture and video and mm -hmm. you have a whole tribe of people that you're explaining this creature to everybody's gonna picture it different yeah it's gonna be different in everybody's head mm -hmm. you know they probably just created it from something that happened to somebody and then in their head well it's like it. it's like the bible too it's like a lot of those stories are most likely just you know narrative to tell a fable or something mm -hmm. it's not 100 percent true it's just to help you picture or be able to like empathize with characters because you're like oh yeah i could see that happening mm -hmm. but it's like their way of being like don't grieve too hard over people or you might eat people <laughs> if somebody dies just fucking get over it okay if you die i'm probably gonna eat you because i'm gonna I be so that. i am gonna be so sad with grief i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself you're gonna feel like i just have to eat her now because i just have to eat her she if i don't have her in my me. body then she was never really here <laughs> oh, oh my god now i'm scared to die <laughs> I just wanted to be cremated and spread in the ocean, and now I'm just going to be eaten by a Yes, <laughs> you are. If you die, first. Like, hey, if you guys can't figure out how to spread me in the ocean, just let Alicia eat me. <laughs> we would have both wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Just cut you in half, and we'll put half of your ashes in, and then I'll just eat the rest. Which half? <laughs> the top Which half, half. you going to eat? The top. That's a good half. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good either way but the top half has more eyeballs and lips and stuff you know yes but the bottom half has like assholes and pussies i'm sorry okay <laughs> all right thank you everyone for listening or it could be like just in half like this <laughs> so either way i <laughs> My ass is probably the best part. It's probably yeah, the most juicy meat. <laughs> okay, bye, okay, everybody. Crazy woman. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening to this crazy ass episode. It was fun. Sorry, guys. Sorry. My sorry, imagination. Ran wild. Yes, it did. Girls gone wild. Chelsea's imagination went wild. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Or good morning. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and give us some feedback. Love you Please. guys. Bye. Bye.